Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. And today I'm back at the wheel. I don't know where Adam is. I think life found a way and all his fathering experience is not up to scratch. And maybe maybe, maybe he's giving a seminar or something. On oh, that's or... possible, possible. And I was gonna about to introduce my inexperienced father co-host Ben. How are you doing, Ben? Yeah, good. Um, I, yeah, I'm definitely not feeling like an experienced father lately, but yeah, fair. yeah I'm, I'm surviving. You know how it is. And works, then... works kind of slowed down a lot, which is scary, but relaxing. I'm good. That's good. I suppose you, it's November. You should be slowing down. Yeah. Equally as unexperienced as myself in fathering, we are also joined by Phil. Hi there, Phil. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Matt. Yeah, as far as I know, I have no fathering experience, so yeah, I'm also, on your level. Are you also as cold as balls in your end of the town as I am? I, I don't understand this Cape Town weather at the moment. It's November and we just had a rainy weekend. I, I, sh- I want to complain about it, but I don't think that. <laughs> I think people have bigger things to complain I mean, about than the do weather. Do you blame global warming? Yeah. Sorry, Ben, this is not Some... very localized, just two Cape Townians bitching about the weather. <laughs> no, 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 saying, saying that, we've had, because normally Oct- November, October is great weather, but we actually had a bit of cloud um, a few days ago, and it was quite windy as well. So. Like an island life ruined. <laughs> a bit of cloud just ruins everything, yeah. yeah fuck it. <laughs> it, kind of, well, it is sort of the problem with Mauritius. And so that Africa, to some extent, like that you... Your whole lifestyle is very set up outdoors, if you know what I mean. Mm. So, so just and then you kind of also you, you become a bit of a weather snob as well. Like, you know, you just like, oh yeah, a few clouds now. I'm not mm. going on the boat. Like, oh, it's a bit windy. I don't want to go on the beach, sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, like li- just little like changes in the weather do actually kind of um, they they rattle you more than you think. <laughs> yeah, I guess in the, if you're in the UK, you probably like treasure any six out of ten weather day. You're just like boiling up, fucking cricket smear on your nose and on your lips, so you don't get cancer. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, but that—that's what. What do you call it? Um, so when I first came to Mauritius, I would swim all year round. Yeah. And Joe's family would be like, "What? What are you doing? You're swimming at winter, I'm like, like there's no fucking difference between winter and summer here, guys. Come on, like, wake up." It's the calendar. And then, like, but now. But now, but now I don't swim during winter. It's slightly <laughs> colder. Like you don't, re- you it, it, you got to be a bit of like a connoisseur to notice. Like, <laughs> you've, be- you've become but a weather snob. But then obviously not at the moment. But you see, you see tourists like bloody loving life, like you know, like walking around in their speedos and stuff. And then all like the local, the Creole people are wearing like hoodies and beanies and stuff because <laughs> you know because it's a little bit windy or whatever. So. Oh God, sounds about right. Um, yeah. fuck, uh, sorry to put it down because I want to get this one out early because it's a bit of bad news. Um, so poor Gianni Lombard has done his other ACL, so he's obviously just returned from an extensive ACL injury outage and he's facing reports are up to nine months out on the sidelines yeah. again now. Yo, some oaks can't catch a break, eh? Yeah, especially like because he's so young and he's still trying to establish himself. Yeah. And like one one puts you out for a season, then another one puts you out, and hopefully he can come like recover and be stronger. But sometimes it affects players, you know, like for the rest of their careers. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, but but some people, because you know, like, 
like DMAC, I think he's lost a bit of pep after. What was his ACL or was it just knee? It was one of the knee injuries. I think it might have been like the MCL. Or yeah, something. the MCL is the, the, the less severe. The ACL, I think, generally needs yeah. surgery and shit as well. Yeah, but no, but he must have had because he was out for a long time. Yeah. And well, he's the type of player who would do it because it's normally like stepping and the. You yeah, know, it's, like the twist, it's the twisting motion, yeah. <laughs> Osterite never had to fear an ACL injury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he did like that one time, like he tried to step. He's like, oh, and, never, and he felt like remember, something in his one, knee, and he's like, no, never again. One, one, one try nations. He somehow. He's, I don't know, like he was somehow back, like covering a kick, and he did really well. Like, I think he might have actually, like, not stepped, but you know, like, evaded a tackle and made a pass to Percy or whatever who cleared. Like, it was highlighted his finest hour. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even see him go off, I didn't see where it happened or anything. It was probably yeah. just like an innocuous moment because that's how these things so generally, especially. Uh, I was trying to explain to someone the other day, like in rugby, how the kind of shit that you think would cause injuries seldom does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, you know, the stuff that um, we'll get onto it later, you know, all these like very red cardable offenses and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like a tip tackle. I don't think I've ever seen an injury from a tip tackle. <laughs> mm, I think I may have. I'm trying to think now. No, I've, seen, I've seen injuries from high tackles. Well, the thing is, with yeah. tip tackles, as long as the player can get his hands out, then he's fine. But if, if he gets, obviously, dumped straight onto his, his head, head or neck. Like, just <laughs> dotted down like a fucking camping pin. But they made it say, like, anything past the horizontal is a penalty or yellow. So, obviously, yeah. if you get tipped, your natural inclination is to put your hands out, and then you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, ben, sorry, I missed this piece of news. I wanted to open with it for you. Specifically, do you want to take a guess? On this day, <laughs> what important piece of Welsh rugby happened? How many years? Oh, 2007, Ben. It must have been during a World Cup. Would it be? I don't think it's, it's post a World Cup. Because it's November already. Oh, I know what it is. Have you worked out what it is? Yeah, just I didn't know it was Wales before. But now, oh, sorry. Post World Cup 2007. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, man. On this day, post uh, 2007, is the day Warren Gatlin was first appointed head coach of Wales. Oh. Monumental stuff. Huge news. Fuck, so he was there for a while, eh? Yeah, 13 yeah. years. Or oh, 12 years, sorry, he ducked it last year, yeah. That's almost unheard of to, like, go through almost. So I guess that's two World Cups. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's three World Cup cycles, essentially. Wow, if if someone if someone had if someone had said like when did Warren Gatlin start coaching for Wales, I would have said like twenty twelve. Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking mm. now. This is interesting. Because obviously now that's huge news up north. Because also didn't their defensive coach or someone get sacked like this weekend? Did he get week? sacked? Because I know France stole their defensive coach. Oh, is that the one that is that yeah. what happened? It's like Sean Edwards, I think, or yeah. something. Oh, Edwards. Sean Edwards. Who's yeah. this Pivik guy I'm talking about? Oh, Pivik's the current coach. Pivik. Yeah, he's, so he's he's the head coach. So he's been getting a lot of grief, so I guess they felt like well, they had to do something. Well, he deserves a lot of grief because he's won, he's beaten Italy, basically. <laughs> <since he started>. like, 
Maybe they they were looking for a fall guy and they found yeah. the defense coach. Yo, it sometimes happens. Like maybe Gatlin kind of realized, like, okay, listen, I've sort of, you know, it's, it's a it's a it's a good it's a good quitting time. Yeah. <laughs> like he knew, like, okay, because well, uh, yeah, he ducked. No, but he announced he was leaving before the World Cup already. Hey? Yo, but obviously you can see the writing on the wall. You can be like, yeah. okay, listen, these oaks mm-hmm. aren't gonna. It's just, this you is know, as far like, as it's gonna go. Yeah. It's like, like before before you quit your job at the firm, did you not do your timesheet for like three months? And then you just walk away. You're just like, I've got to a situation where I have to leave now. There's no, there's no other option. <laughs> Can't catch up on the hours anymore. <laughs> <laughs> be like, it's impossible. Like, uh, I'm just all part of the plan. We, we're quitting is the only option. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I guess for Gatlin, it was like uh, now or never at the World Cup, yeah. Just because he, yeah. that's what he built to for his whole, pretty much like his whole coaching. Yeah, and then fucking Anskim got injured and fucked him. <laughs> sure. Um, let's see. So he, uh, yeah, because they also announced, when did they announce he's the Lions coach for the next year's tour? Was it like last year or the year before? Hey? Like they called that no, shot it, like it, fucking long before. No, no, but it was bef- it was he'd already sort of sorted out his stuff with the Chiefs, I think. Yeah. I think they knew he was leaving Wales when they announced him as Lions coach. Though. Yeah, no, definitely. They like called that shot as well long ago. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, like I don't know. Like definitely, if they had to pick the Lions coach now, it would not be Gatlin. No, God no. It would definitely not be the current coach. It'd be Jones, though, surely. I mean. Eddie Jones would have a good shot, yeah, but <laughs> there would be are, a lot of resistance too. There'd be a huge lot of resistance, yeah, but, but I mean, if you look, it's the Welsh coach, the Irish coach, and the English coach. He's the only one actually performing right now. Well, arguably the Scottish coach is performing oh, the true. best of all of them. True. Uh, yeah. yeah. True, actually. Okay, well, there we go. Big call. Fire Gatlin from Lions. I would fire Gatlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case that wasn't known. <laughs> yeah, just, just, what venue holds some animosity towards the guy? Ben just wanting to fire Gatlin. As a as a <laughs> as a long time Chiefs fan, I'm assuming you're fuming that Gatlin's just ruining the Chiefs for you. No, I've never really like got it. I don't know. Am I a Chiefs? I'm no, a Highlanders you're, fan. You're a Highlanders <laughs> fan. I just thought. It, I was just checking if you remembered. He jumped on our bandwagon, Highlanders bandwagon. I uh, remember I was a Blues fan for about a day, and then I was like, no, like I just wasn't feeling the vibe. Yeah, this like, was too exciting for me. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm used to the I'm used to the Lions guys. Like I, I can't. I need like a I need a gradual step by step process. I think had the had the Blues played maybe that first first weekend or that first. That first match, because I think the yeah the Highlanders must play the Saturday match. The Blues play. No, because the Highlanders actually had a really good first match. Remember, it was yeah. the the Bryn Gatlin drop goal, which yeah, started no. the decline of mm. his father's career. That's what I'm saying. Yes, the, yes. If, that's why I say if the Blues had played that game, I reckon you'd have stayed a Blues fan. But just literally, just like it's like that. What's what's the phrase so, I'm looking for? Like just like a, seeing the freshest thing. Effect. Like seeing the freshest thing. Like ah, I need this. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's weird that no, you painted your house I don't navy think I was blue. High, like... I think I was a blues fan for that bye week. And then <laughs> in the second week, I decided I was no longer a blues fan. And then, the, and then the Highlanders had a bye. So it's like, I just support teams that aren't playing, basically. Yeah, that's the best way to go, because then at least your team won't lose that weekend. Yeah, like I'm super happy with the Springboks at the moment. <laughs> best in the world, baby. <laughs> 
It's a cunning plan. And even Jake White agrees that it was a fucking stellar plan to keep us repressed in the world. In case I haven't expressed this before, Jake White is a world-class twat. Yeah, no, it's like it's funny. <laughs> but, uh, the, what did I read? The, I was reading an article. Because they, obviously they've got him now writing for that rugby passes, like special elite paid for subscription, right? like written article, long-form essay site. And they had him write something and they're like, oh, by the way, this is what he said in that article on their free site. And they're like, oh, <laughs> in case you didn't know, Jake White, who is also, in case, like they just pop in like a little fun fact, who also coached the Springboks to win the 2007 World Cup. <laughs> Don't forget I, it. Like, 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 and the picture like the in the PS... article is him holding the fucking World Cup with his blazer on. Do you know, until, until I see the 2007 equivalent of coaching the sun... I'm not going to believe Jake White did any coaching. Right. So, that would be interesting, yeah. That would be interesting. Because I, I was, like, I know, I know we go on about it. This show has become just like a review of Chasing the Sun. But <laughs> um, I was so impressed with, like, the amount of, like, technical detail they go into. Mm. Yeah. And I was saying on the on the group, I would I would like to see an equivalent thing other teams to see if like that's just the norm now or if Rassi kind of a, was sort of on the well I, I think it's I think it's definitely the norm in the northern hemisphere and that's something that Rassi went over there and like Learned. you know really honed a lot yeah and he brought it back I wonder if they'll do another because remember there's that old living with lions to a documentary yeah. and if we'll get one this year there'd be nice it's primed to do one this year then or next yeah. year rather I should say not this year Hopefully it still happens. Yeah, yeah. if the tour still happens, yeah. Fuck. Is this the rule announcing another lockdown now? Well, I don't know. He's warned us. I saw there was a there was a letter saying, look, yeah, if your oaks don't behave, there will be one. But apparently it's the trend at the moment because like you want to be locked down now so you don't have to be locked down over Christmas, basically. That's yeah. the, the trend. Isn't like half of Europe and the UK now locked down? Yeah, but but apparently it's kind of like preemptive because they don't want the Christmas. they don't want everyone to be locked down over the holidays. Yeah, fair. Okay. Uh, but yeah, let's say um, here's a fun segue. So if you are locked down at home in Australia, um, good news is that rugby is going free to air at least. So Rugby Australia has signed a three-year deal with Nine Entertainment Company which saw an ending of the 25-year partnership between News Corp and Rugby Australia. So, yeah, apparently all the Super Rugby AU matches will be live and ad-free on Nine's video on demand streaming services, as well as going on Saturday night on the free-to-air as well. And they're getting Rugby Championship, Bloody and Wallaroo tests as well, as well as incoming tours of... Australia, New Zealand, SA, and Argentina. Oh, that's pretty cool. So Do that's you, really that... good. Eh? Like, like we've been, we've been really hoping that Supersport, well, one, Supersport ditches DSTV, but mm. or alternately, just rugby ditches Supersport and kind of goes off on their own, or yeah. somewhere like Netflix or Google. What's Google's streaming service called? Google doesn't have one. They said they're I on mean, YouTube. Amazon streaming service. Prime. Yeah, Prime. Some something like that picks up rugby. Just says, yeah, we'll have the. Yeah. yeah. Do you does it? Do you guys know how much of the population in Australia has like 
streaming or online because in South Africa it wouldn't be that great in terms of trying yeah. to spread it to a actually, population. Actually, SA, would, would actually be an interesting pickup because if you can make I it low, like if you could make it like low bandwidth enough, yeah. folks would be streaming it on their phones because that. Yeah. So, Africa is an interesting market, and we are very online, but only via mobile. Yeah, exactly. So, and yeah. like you say, if it's low quality, because our 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 band, our data is still quite expensive. But yeah, a lot of people have access through their cell phones. Yeah, we can watch. I I'd, I'd watch a match at 480p. I don't need to see Marco van Sarden sweating in 4K. <laughs> what was it when uh, when Franz Mahova took had to change his jersey and they zoomed in on his back? Uh, oh, fucking his back Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 480p is all you need. You just need to be able to see the different colors. What's that, Ben? Like, why did I buy an 8K TV? That was a terrible decision. <laughs> ben just whipping his 3D glasses across the room. Fuck, I did not need to see that. No, I have a, I have a baby TV. I think my TV is only 40 inches. Oh, no, fair enough. I mean, I was just trying to hype you up here, Ben. Just sell that island lifestyle for you. No, I don't, I don't have money to drop on TVs, you know. Oh, fair or, enough. Or goes on flip-flops. Um, I'm just looking in now. Apparently they're also getting um, all the games from Super Rugby Aotearoa as well. Which oh. makes sense because they will obviously be playing head-to-head afterwards. So but is, is is this is this free or is this like Netflix or like so, CSV Now or whatever? So some of it is going free to air, like on Network 9's on the television, SABC. whatever. And then this on demand is they've creating a program or an app or whatever or service called Stan. And I'm not exactly sure, but it looks like, this, yeah, it says it will be live and ad free. Okay, I don't know. Demand yeah, streaming the, service Stan, and they, they don't go into whether Stan is free to air or free. To, free. Well, be yeah. cool. Hopefully, they use it as a bit of an opportunity to ditch sort of the stale commentators that they have and get the Australian equivalent of Squid. Well, those guys are maybe. That, so, what I'm hoping is those guys are contracted to Fox still. Yeah. Because the broadcast. Yeah, that'll be good. So all those <laughs> commentators. Because maybe then they can get Mitch to just be the guy. Oh, that'd be yeah. fantastic. Just We can maybe WhatsApp him updates and just get him to change his mind. Tune on the fly. So, so um, sorry, guys. A bit, a bit off topic, but not really, because Mitch is the Australian squidge. Um, were you disappointed to learn a squidge's real name on Chasing the Sun? <laughs> He's, what are you saying? That they didn't just put Squidge and Rugby as his name there? No, they didn't. They they put Squidge as like his job. Yeah. <laughs> Squidge Rugby. Also, yeah. <laughs> was it like pulling back the curtain, Ben? Like, no, what? I don't know. Like, like, I didn't like it. Like, I like to just think of him as Squidge. I don't like that he has a name. So Ben, <laughs> this is this is basically the so what Phil and I feel like when they like when when people when people interview wrestlers and their real name pops up like. Uh, what's it, Teddy Bolia or whatever for fucking Hulk Hogan? Like they flash his real name up. You're like, what's going on? But but is he? He's being interviewed in his Hulk Hogan persona as well. Well, it depends. Normally, it, normally it's because he yeah he's been through a few court cases. Yeah, so that like, one. Fancy. So Hulk Hogan specifically. Oh, oh okay. Because... Yeah, then I guess it makes a bit more sense too. The the weirdest one is that um, the Ultimate Warrior changed his legal name to Ultimate Warrior. 
Yeah, so he's, yeah, he's, yeah, his name's Ultimate Warrior. And I respect that. They stay on brand. And more recently, I think Ryback also changed his surname to Ryback. So it's now Chris Ryback instead of Chris Reeve. So that he could hang on to that after the WWE fired him. Because they're like, cool, you can't use your name we own. So he's like, well, fuck you. I'm changing it to my surname. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking moron. Yeah. No, he's a moron for many other reasons, but that's up there. Um, yeah, so that's... So we can most probably assume because this is all ne- negotiations from Castle Store. I mean, this, yeah, so this deal. Well, well done. Do we uh, are we going to talk about her new position? Uh, this is exactly where I was transitioning to. Um, thanks, oh, Matthew, you you're a master of this. Who needs Adam? I've I've, <laughs> I've written it all out. I've got a running order that I want to get through quickly. Um, yeah. So Raylene Castle, ex chief of Rugby Australia, who pretty much hired. Rennie, uh, who hired all the right people, invested in the right structures, renegotiated the the TV deal, and then then got fired fired. out because she's a woman who wears funny makeup. And she got fired because essentially she told the homophobe to fuck off, and he wasn't welcome and just paid him to fuck off. She got fired because, let's be serious, that's what she got fired for. Yeah, Australians are the worst. Fuck, Australians are terrible. So they're just like, <laughs> how the fuck can you get? Why did you get rid of Izzy? Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so she has landed a new job in her home nation of New Zealand, and she has been appointed chief executive of Sport New Zealand. So, yeah. I mean, sounds pretty good. Yeah, uh, no, she's so she was head of New Zealand netball, and then she went to. Rugby Australia, and now she's here. There is something else I think I'm missing. But yeah, so the, she's, I think, the first woman in this position, and she's replacing a dude who's held it for the last 12 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fuck New Zealand just just make great decisions left, right, and center. You say that. Apart from their new coach, All Black. I was going to say, apart from that, can New Zealand, like, you know they they got old. Uh, what's her name? Jacqueline. Oh, uh, Jacinda. Um, Jacinda. Yeah, sorry. They got Jacinda. They've handled COVID well. What? Well, ben, <laughs> before you, wait, wait, wait. I'm just, they haven't legalized pot yet. Uh, that, happen, that was the, that was. Oh big... no, but it it got voted down, hey. Yeah. So there was a big fuck up with that because apparently, so Jacinda never publicly said if she's voting yes or no until after the after the after the election and she's like oh yeah i voted yes obviously how the fuck did you think otherwise and apparently there's a large like swath of people upset with her for saying that had they known they wouldn't have voted for whatever but i'm like how the fuck do you think she wouldn't have voted for that anyway yeah like that's that's so jacinda yeah anyway yeah (laughs) um yeah so let's see let's see some yeah, I think we ran through the highlights of Freeling Castle. She oversaw protected public and legal row with star player Israel Falah for using homophobic social media posts. Uh, no, I don't see anything interesting here anywhere, anywhere else. Essentially, yeah. Just a, but good for her. And yeah, hopefully Australia acknowledges what she's done at some point. No, I think it'll be like one of these where, like, in 30 years' time, they'll be like, oh, fuck. Remember, that, rid of her. remember that castle check? Yeah, I think already they're, they're 
claiming all the good things for themselves, like before and after. You know, no credit to her. Yeah, this is like they say how like Trump Trump took like all of Obama's like good work. Yeah, yeah. like I turned the economy around. It was all me. Yeah, <laughs> day, day one. Within within yeah, within his first hundred days, look, the economy's fixed. Not that it's got like <laughs> two years worth of hard work pushed into it. Did you guys see? Uh, uh, just looking quickly at the you know the main news in the world. Um, right. Joe Biden, he uh, he's cousin or at least some sort of cousin i'm sure he's not his direct cousin is rob rob carney yes uh, rob carney congratulated him yes because at some point joe biden congratulated rob carney on the win when they played in america so that's pretty cool yeah he's like a third or fourth cousin or something i did see that tweet and like someone explained it like how far apart how like how separate but i do like that that's a very nice Are, are, are you saying are you saying we need to test joe biden under the highball (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly what we need to do oh god that's not a bad idea although i mean is this island does is, is he the first irish person to win win an international competition now yeah he, he, he made it <laughs> well, possible no, it wasn't wasn't nixon irish somehow oh maybe actually kennedy was an irishman wasn't he yeah, yeah. Kennedy know, sounds Kennedy. Irish. Yeah, Kennedy. Oh, Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been a president of America who wasn't Irish? <laughs> Barack Obama. Oh, no, never mind. Oh, yeah, Obama. Obama yeah. <laughs> no, but it's Obama. Oh, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <laughs> Irish. Yeah. Anyway, um, so from confusing, let's do this. So from Rugby Australia looking good to Sansa making plans for the future and SA Rugby being fucking confusing so Sanzo announced a restructuring of the rugby championship with a 12 round sort of home or away fixture list so you're playing everyone once and i assume it's a coin toss the first round next year it's the it's flip side i don't know i can't remember and then a week later also essays are cool that's awesome we're going to play that until 2030 Within the week of that announcement, there's rumors that SA wants to play Six Nations by the as soon as the year uh, 2024. So, yeah. I don't know what's going on um, in international rugby. I was rugby. thinking, though, they, they could actually play both. Well, that's the thing now. So, I've seen a See, lot of people if, wanting if to shift we... Six Nations to this time of year. Or earlier. Well, no, uh, no, but at, we... at, the, at the moment, Six Nations doesn't clash with Open Championship. No, but they want to. They want to shift it to rugby championship time. Sorry, I mean when I said this time, yeah, I mean when both of, when rugby championship runs, it's June, July, and they mm. want to push Six Nations to there as well. Because because the thing is, logically, if if we, our teams are playing Pro 14, which yeah. looks very likely, it would make sense for them to play Six Nations because you'd be on their. It calendar. would be a bit. Well, it would also be a bit unfair when all these pro 14 teams get like bled for all their players and we still firing with our spring box and shit sticking <laughs> on teams, so. yeah yeah but you say that but also then what do we just never get southern m like it, i think it's best of both worlds to do pro 14 play in the northern hemisphere blood all your guys against the northern hemisphere let them build that and then do tests against the southern hemisphere and like pressure test your your national side guys once a year yeah, no, no, but what what I'm saying is actually we could obviously it's a bit of a it's a bit of an ask, but we could actually play both. <laughs> I mean, good luck. No, no, w- with the with the one 
not the current schedule, but yeah, say last year's schedule. Yeah, with last year's schedule, we can do it. But it looks like they want to switch. They want to shift the because Bowman's has been pushing an international that combined international calendar. Yeah, but it's like people forget rugby's a winter sport. No, no, definitely. But what well, is winter? We'll what is summer in yeah. England anyway? I mean. We're, oh, about yeah, to, yeah. we're about to test it for real now when we're playing on Boxing oh, Day and all of this. God, I actually, yeah, yeah, I feel bad. None of those games are in Kimberley, hey, Phil? I think some of them are. Oh, I God, think like, uh, on Boxing Day. Maybe yeah. not on Boxing Day, but they're definitely playing at this time of the year in Kimberley, so good luck to those guys. Oh, God, imagine, imagine the fucking... Well, they're going to have to have a water break every... Well, what game? I think the Sharks game, they, they literally had a water break like two minutes in. No, well, <laughs> I mean, we joke, but remember they played in fucking Malaysia in Malaysian summer. And that was like just shy of 40 degrees. Yeah. Remember when or, the storm was that I guess play? alternately then you have to play at like 9 o'clock at night then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's not impossible, but it just doesn't seem like... Are we going to yeah. become France? Without a late night I matches? Can't. Fuck, you know what? I wouldn't like that because that, that pushes it out of my time zone. Oh, shit, yeah. Because it'll push two hours ahead, yeah. Because it's like so 10 o'clock. France morning. play at 10 our time. Yeah, they play 10 out time. It's ridiculous. They're like 8 o'clock kickoff. Fuck off. I mean, you live in, you live in like, island France, naturally. Uh, yeah, I live in quite a French place. So when do they play rugby? When they play rugby in Mauritius? Uh, yeah, isn't it always hot? Yeah, um, it is, but they play quite late. They play, it's always under lights, so they play at about 7 or 8, I guess. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's, but it's still like, like, but where they play, it's sort of, so Mauritius is sort of more mountainous than you would think. Because most people go to Mauritius and you just go to the beach. You don't really realize. So when you get up, even like where I live, it's probably kind of five to eight degrees coo- uh, cooler than it is on the coast. So what you're saying is they play at altitude when they play in Mauritius. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it's probably, I guess I live the Mauritian, The Mauritian version of altitude. <laughs> Yeah, you got to make the most of your mountains. Can throw... Well, actually, like, because I drive down a mountain to go to work, and my ears pop, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means you have very sensitive ears. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I always kind of note it, because they always pop at a slightly different place. I'm like, mm, blood pressure in the air today. <laughs> yeah, it's like your own built-in, like, barometer for, <laughs> for how you're feeling. Um, maybe, maybe it relates to the weather. Maybe I should actually see like when my ears pop and if it means the lower they pop, no, the higher, the lower they pop, the like more the, low pressure it is. So it's more likely to be bad weather. Maybe I could try predict a cyclone like that. Go for it. <laughs> like everyone's got gummy knees. Like all the old people like, yeah, my knees itching. Bam. Nah, my ears popped after this palm tree. Therefore, yep. we're good. Um, I like another... how you picture palm trees everywhere. Because I mean, it is actually kind of like that. They really overkill the palm tree thing. Yeah. Um, another piece of news I forgot to mention earlier, should have, is that, I mean, I don't know if I should be mentioning it, seeing as we, our official beer is Tafel Lager, but the official beer of the Curry Cup is going to be calling Black Label. And we, we are looking forward to, in three weeks' time, seeing the kickoff of the Carling Curry Cup. I, I'm just a bit... Um intrigued by why because obviously sab is yeah. one big company so why did they choose black label for the curry cup and then obviously like castle lager sponsor the rugby championship and i think they're also sponsoring the lions tour 
Yeah. So do they have separate marketing budgets, like each of the brands? Or is it I just, think they do. I think they do. I think they do. Because... But, but also, also it's, a, it's a bit of a force because no one really calls... I know Black Label's name is calling Black Label, but no one yeah. calls it that. Like, everyone yeah. calls it Black Label. Hmm. So, like, yeah. the calling... Like, why, I know, like... I know it's they're a nice that CCC, yeah. But why don't they just go, like, call it what people call it? Like, don't... Don't force it. And if you want the CCC, just let Castle sponsor it. It could have been worse. They could have like, given that to Flying Fish or something. God, I no, no. oh, actually, I think Flying Fish sponsors the, the hockey, doesn't it? <laughs> that do tracks. It. That tracks, yeah. actually. <laughs> Would have been fun if it was like the Savannah Curry Cup and they could have had. Is Barry Hilton still alive? I think he passed away. Oh, fuck. But I could be wrong. Wait, let me not Google. Is Barry Hilton still alive? I don't know. I just remember everyone just last year. Everyone was this. He's alive. He's alive. Okay, good. I lied. <laughs> Sorry, Barry Hilton. Apologies. Matt, Matt, Matt's marketing campaign survived. Okay, done. Well, they, 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 they could actually do it with this curry cup, especially if it's in super hot conditions, because then they could really play on the it's dry, but you can drink it sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, they really you know, must. They really must have fucking touched this one. And they, they could go, it's dry, but you can drink spray. What? Yeah, ben, <laughs> you and I, we're doing this. We need, a, we need to draft a pitch now yeah. to SAB. Yeah, guys, guys, our sponsors are getting very unhappy with us right now. That's okay. We, we still prefer the Grecois. That's what I, I can't wait for that, where the Carling, Carling Curry Cup has to be played at Tafel Lager Stadium. <laughs> well, it's all very confusing. But it is like, like, because really the Lions were sponsored by MTN for a while. Or yeah. s- and then the Sharks were sponsored by Cell C. Yeah. And the Bulls were sponsored by Vodacom. And then they're all like, you know, it became like a bit of a... And the tournament know, itself was sponsored by Vodacom at the time too, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Sponsorships are... Naming rights are a fuck up. I think teams Oh, fuck, I hate naming rights. I say, if you want to name something, fucking buy it. Like, oh. Don't. Oh, did we ever mention that? Speaking of that, the naming rights for Cape Town Stadium. I don't think so. No, we didn't. Because that's most been been now rebranded as DHL Stadium. Not even like DHL Cape Town Stadium. Yeah. The Joburg one is Emirates Emirates Airline Park. Yeah, yeah, so they took out the Ellis Park part of it. So that means that I think everyone calls it Ellis Ellis Park because that's what it is. And it's such a historical name like 95 they won at ellis park yeah and growth point, I remember when, growth point like is still some... king's park yeah. it's like growth point i think it's park. yeah it's growth point king's park yeah now i'm just thinking now sorry ben. but i remember someone bought the name rights for loftus when it was like security called loftus or whatever and renamed it loftus fiercefeld like without their like without any sort of oh. without their own name that's, and that's... like I was so pumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's something that's gonna make your team ha- like your fans happy with you. It's like a, quite one because I know. Yeah. No, but in a, in a way, if you you because you can even say like, okay, listen, we Vodacom, we buying Loftus, but we not naming it. You can like make it apparent that. Yeah, you can doing the good deed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make a big press release like, and then give yourself the goodwill in... for it. In the Premier League in football in the UK, that's like one thing the fans won't accept if they try and sell the stadium name. So like Old Trafford and um, those sort of things, they've tried to sell them, but fans will always just say no. So mm-hmm. the only ones which have sponsorships 
or names are like the new ones which they've just built. So you get like an Emirates Stadium wasn't and an Etihad. St. James Park was most renamed, wasn't it? Uh, it was like yes. Sport betting yes. line or something. So because the owner is such a douchebag, he and the fans hate him. He just didn't care. He was like, okay, I'm just going to use my company and call it it's Sports Direct at St. James's Park. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Terrible. Anyway, um, speaking of shitty named stadiums, where was that match actually played? Let's move on to the bloody, bloody four. It was in Suncorp. Was it Suncorp? Yeah. So also named after a company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Australians don't seem to care, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, because they've got Amy, Amy Park as well. Name, like, I, I quite like that name. Suncorp still sounds like, yeah, like a stadium name, and so does, like, Amy Park or whatever. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check if that uh, company name is available in Mauritius and just reserve it for myself. Nice, smart. Okay, so... So should we spoil the let's let's spoil the result early because I mean yeah whatever you've gotten this far into our episode uh, Australia managed to pull an upset in what was an in uh, the game was entertaining but it was an ugly game as far as I'm concerned yeah it was it wasn't it was entertaining I enjoyed watching it but I tried to rewatch highlights today and I just couldn't I had a lot more fun watching it live no. It was intense. I mean, obviously yeah. it was messy. It was a very messy game because of the red cards and yeah. yellow cards. And there wasn't that much fluidity to it, but it was still really good viewing, I think, just because... It was a proper test match, yeah. I think that's maybe why I enjoyed it so much. But there were also some good tries. Sometimes a test match is good with no tries, but there were definitely some good tries and some exciting yeah. players. So. Yeah, so should we discuss cards? That's because sure. that's that's what everyone seems to be discussing at the moment. Like, to the point where Ireland's making fun of Irish pundits are making fun of North, uh, Southern Hemisphere pundits for complaining about the red cards. Oh my God! People are oh, ban the red card or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, maybe if Oaks didn't fucking shoulder each other in the face, this wouldn't be an issue. Like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's ridiculous that yeah. I mean, it's not that hard. It's obviously I don't think any of the red cards are that controversial. None There's of them were. I clear mean, it's clear contact to the head in both yeah. the red cards, right? Like, even yes. if it's the chin or if it's the lower part or even if it's a lot of the contact with the chest, like, the rules are quite clear. And I think, yeah. to be fair to most of these Southern Hemisphere pundits, they're saying, like, the rules are the things that should be changed. But well, I, don't think, I, don't think, I think they're more saying... So they're saying they what should, Ben's been pushing for a long time. Cards. Basically, it should be like that 15-minute red or 20-minute mm. red or whatever. Yeah. Because that's what they trialed, didn't they, in, in Aotearoa? Yeah. No, but like that's but that's the thing, because because the whole narrative. I remember Alex making this point quite clearly once, and he was saying, because the the whole narrative is, oh no, red cards ruin the game. Yeah. The red card doesn't ruin the game. The player it's who like, fucked up ruins the, the game. The bad tackle ruins the, the game. The illegal though. play ruins the yes, game. Yes, exactly. And I don't think it even ruins the game because it adds a nice little, it's a nice little evener sometimes. Yeah, like yeah, in yeah. this game, like, well, until fucking Swinton decided to even things up. Um, <laughs> but you, but, you also can't have it both ways when you com when they always complain about like player welfare and looking after the players, but then they also don't want like proper punishment for yeah. dangerous player. So I think what and I also, saw pundits. It's New Zealand's second red card ever in fifth, fifth rugby. Fuck fifth, fuck. fifth or sixth. 
Sick. It was probably the, you know, because it was, I remember Sonny Bull was the first red card in like 15 years or some shit. And oh, Scott yeah. Barrett got one last year, or like yeah. the year before, whenever. Yeah, no, fuck it. Oh, Scott, oh, Scott, so the, I've got one problem with Scott Barrett's card, so it should have been, it oh, so, should, sorry, so should we go through them? Um, okay, let's whatever. start, let's start. Okay, Ofer, yeah. Ofer fair card, I don't argue with that. I, I think there was some, if he'd got a yellow, I would have been like, whew, lucky yellow. Yeah. But I think I would have accepted it, to be honest. Yeah. I think there was a bit of mitigation. Look, he's going to get, look, that, so he, they haven't ruled on his card yet. They haven't decided if he's going to sit out or not now. Yeah. So he, I think, has some leeway still. Like, there is still definitely room for debate with his. Mm. Like, like, I would say, yes, red card. But, as I said, if it was a yellow... I would have been so disciplinary ruling. What do you reckon? How long? Uh, yeah, it will still stand. Or, I think probably the same. Or, you think he's gonna? He's two, looking at the same. Okay. So yeah, will it stand as a red or will it no, no, will degrade it to a yellow post fact? You get less than. Okay. Do you think because because of the mitigating factors? But like, this so is I this. Think it, I think I think three point will be four weeks and then it'll be cut down to two. Was. Of, this isn't Ofer's first red card. Though. Yeah, that, that's the that, problem. That's oh, his problem. Oh, he must remember that. he did. That's why I made that joke. He got because he must. Yeah, he was the French it. guy, right? You said. Yeah. He almost took someone's head off somewhere. I don't yeah, remember no, like it exactly. I don't know if it was was it an All Black or was it a Super Rugby game? Though? I think it was against France because it was the one where he apologized on Twitter. Yes. I don't think I don't think it mattered what what game it's in. Like, I don't think you have a separate international record and domestic record and Super Rugby record. I think yeah. it's all. No, no, I was just wondering where he did it, but yeah. Um, yeah, so he has got a red card for a very similar offense, and I think it's, like, within long enough that it still counts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's fresh enough. It's, it's one of those Either tough way. things for him, because, like, if you remember in Atiro, how many big hits he made, and his hits are always, like, the chest, like, he smashes yeah. people in the chest. So they're always riding that line. So, like Ben says, when someone just slightly off balance or ducks slightly into it, then he's yeah. going to smash them. And even this one, he smashed his chest, but it obviously rode up. Rode up into hit. his head, yeah. I, yeah. I, know, I know it was a bit stupid, but that that nipple height tackle thing would actually be a pretty good rule. Well, it's a ni- so, I think it's a nice way if you're looking at a tackle. Like, post fact, if you're trying to, besides all the other guidelines, like did the head rock back or forwards in the tackle immediately and all that. Where did they start? Did they start like around the nipple area and then sort of you can gauge from there? Yeah, no, but, but then you can sort of say, okay, then you can almost draw a line. You can say, okay, nipple to neck is penalty. Anything yeah. after that is red. Yeah. So, there's so, also... you, you, so you give people, so it's not like, because you know now, Phil's you saying, Ofe, like he walks the line, hey? like he hits yeah. Oaks yeah. relatively high. Yeah. But the problem is it's a, it's like a definite... You know, it's like an all or nothing sort of point. Because, you know, you hit someone sort of, you know, an inch above their neck, and that's a perfectly legal tackle. You hit someone one inch higher, that's a red card. Yeah. So there's no sort of, you know, kind of gray area in that. Well, not gray area is not the right word, but um, there's no sort of st- stepped approach to that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So the other red card, so what was it? Let's see. 
20... Fuck, I can't do the maths in my head. Just shy of 20 minutes later, it's Lachlan Swinty's, Swinton's one, Swinty, on debut. <laughs> the worst thing about it, I think, was that he was having such a good game before. He was point, like, yeah. yeah, he was really putting himself out there. And he, I don't think he's a great player, like, for the Waratahs so far. He's like, he's just one of those sort of um, big, solid players who in South Africa yeah. probably wouldn't get past sort of, you know, like, uh, club level, because we have so many of them. Um... But he, he had a good game before his yellow or his he, red. He gets so. around the park though, in all fairness. Like he's he's sort of he's less lumbering than a lot of players in a similar mold. Yeah. No, um, he's, he. I, I blame this red card. I blame a bit on like the narrative Australia was putting out there with regards to Swinton. Because you know it was all about no Swint, Swinton's in the, he's he's got to enforce. He's got to impose himself. He's gonna. You know, he's going to dominate them physically. He's going to, you know, that was the whole narrative coming from yeah. Australia. Yeah. And I think it kind of, you know, he sort of overhyped himself. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It, 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 you can see it happen sometimes where, with guys like Elizabeth or where they're sort of told that they need to be enforcers and they mm. overdo it, like they overcompensate. Yeah. Where it doesn't come naturally like Bucky's. Yeah. I feel, I feel it. Yeah, it, yeah, Bucky's. I think he was a, he was a very natural. He was sort of an enforcer first and a rugby player second. Yeah. But I think it comes naturally ish to guys like Evan. Yeah, no fair. Yeah, especially uh, later in his career. But I think even early on, he, they were like pushing him too hard, and now it's like more natural for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, but now he's got that good because Bucky's was a lot of like he hit hard, but he was also quite like niggly. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> get under your skin, he'll just piss you off. Like, he sort of was a, a scrum half in a locked body. <laughs> Fuck, what? No, the opposite was fucking Nick White in this game. was a fucking lock in, enforcer in a scrum half body. Jesus Christ, how he didn't get a black eye in that game. Like, he was... Like, I know scrum halves are irritating, but fuck, he was the worst in this. Yeah, the All Blacks just couldn't, like, keep their cool. They just wanted to smash him. <laughs> like, I, like uh, there's at one point, I'm sure, Perinari did push his head into the ground. But like even like ALB, who I consider like a fairly like reserved reserved player. Yeah. Like, like I've not seen I've not seen him get emotional. He fucking had like white like around the collar and off his feet at some point as well. No, but obviously they. Do you know what? That once again, that's that's good coaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's good coaching because obviously, and then Foster even made a statement after the game to say, mm, yes, that's a. That's a weakness of ours that we, you know, we, we get rolled up. Yeah. I would I would say the weakness is this fuck all game plan, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Especially without uh, oh, Aaron sorry, Smith. Sorry. Yeah, Even Richie Moanga, to be. Yeah, it's, it was a bit shit sort of replacing both your halfbacks and then without a plan. Well, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, what was Corey Petty's try? I can't remember. Uh, not try a uh, yellow card. Sorry. Corbett got a yellow. No, oh, his was just it was just the was team a... team yellow pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it was, it was like superfluous. A... Oh, yeah, yeah. had a good game though. Huh? Yeah, he um, he played. Yeah. He played. Was he better than I didn't actually watch the. I didn't watch the. I didn't see the, the, the presentation. Uh, yeah, I, was... I don't know if they announced one, but um, 
especially because his he, like that was the last movement you know where he sort of ran up and smashed mckenzie and then also got back and made the tackle which forced the knock on and he was so he was still giving it 100 percent at the 80th minute yeah very impressive do you think they'll give him the john hills medal again do you know, do you know what i might, I might <laughs> oh he has it already yeah. <laughs> yeah i might give him a greater prize and pick him up as my fourth round draft pick instead next year ooh, nice ooh, ooh, nice so, 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 so there, Ben's now just sh- shooting his shot. We are playing in Southern Hemisphere next year's draft. <laughs> sure. Oh, fuck yeah! Oh. That's I, don't, I don't know if I can like. I don't know if I can commit the time to like learn the whole of fucking Pro 14 though to draft them. Yeah. Oh, that sounds hard. Pro 14 is so hard because their squads are like two teams worth as well. So like, yes. how the so, fuck like... do you pick a starting squad? We'll need I'm more training. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to revert to basics and just pick anyone who's playing against the Italian teams. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the problem. The, yeah, the Italian teams win. The other, that's when they get their wins. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Anyway. Um, and then yeah. So then later on, near the end of the game, didn't see the end of the game. Scott Barrett also got a yellow card. No, he did see then. Sixty-seven. Um, so. Yeah, that, that had the ref uh, was lost in the game. So I'm gonna put this out there. Had the ref seen what he did? Yellow card. <laughs> the TMO yeah, sure. calling it back and saying go back and look at this is I think an overstep of the TMO. Had the ref called mm-hmm. it up and sent it upstairs to the TMO, I would have said it's fine. I'd, but I like the TMO overstepped his bounds here. Yeah. TMOs are supposed to only be for certain. Like Do you if think it, there's a discussion, a discussion beforehand where the ref says, okay, if you spot foul play, tell me? Because obviously once it happens on air, the ref can't just be like, no, I don't, I don't want to. No, well, the ref can. I mean, there have been ex- there have been examples of it, I think, in the past. No, but where the ref, like where the ref's just ignored shit. And like, no, no, it's, we can't look at that now. There have been, I think it's, pa- I can remember Paper's voice mm-hmm. saying that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's um, they've as, before this match at least, there's been quite a strict mandate about only sort of dangerous play or, you or, know, during the last three movements of the try or whatever. Yeah. So, so this sort of yeah, it didn't really fit that. But even though it was the right decision, as you said, Matt, like obviously, yeah. if you can see it, it's a clear yellow card. Just technically, it shouldn't allowed. Yeah. It shouldn't be allowed to be given. And yeah, as Ben says, this isn't probably what fucked fucked the game for for New Zealand. Because, yeah. I mean, Tupo came on minutes later and just <laughs> ran through them. Ran through this <laughs> giant Scott Barrett-shaped fucking hole in their tight five. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I don't um, know if Scott Barrett was stopping him at that stage. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was fully... That was bomb squad big time, right? Yeah, but so this is the thing now. So I saw an article saying, yeah, Tupo put in a performance. He's clearly the best tight head in the world and therefore should be starting for Australia but I yeah. think this is his actual best position is to bomb squad because he, he's not the best scrummager and to just come on with his weight and like explosiveness when they are because they can replace front rows and that but they can't replace enough guys to stop him when he's got a full head of steam at 60 minutes Yeah, I would, almost, I would almost bring him on at like number 8 at the end 
why not number 10? Just put him at 12, put him at 12, put him at 12. Fucking one off running. Just bam, bam, bam. Actually, he doesn't get around. But you know what I mean? Like, because his strength really isn't scrummage. No, it's not. Yeah. But he's just broad enough to hold up the scrum right now, still. Yeah, he just looks like a prop. That's his problem. Yeah. But I mean, what he needs is Bastro's branding company to look to get him shift him to 12 <laughs> do it will be fun to watch but yeah anyway um yeah so all in all good re- good game good result for australia actually shame they needed Rennie needed it I, yeah. I guess in terms of the tri-nations it sort of keeps it alive maybe like argentina what? haven't played yet so Argentina's Why? apparently smashing their warm up their two warm up games. And they're playing New Zealand this weekend, I think. Yeah, like I think they who did they play? They played the Tars or whatever this weekend. And they smashed them like twenty four fifty something. Oh wow, okay. But they did pick up a couple of injuries I saw, like Buffelli or someone's injured. But they've got the most depth at wing, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting because obviously Australia and New Zealand have both been in a little bubble at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when we sort of release Argentina amongst them. Because yeah, the Argentinians, they are using their European players as well. Like I think a significant mm. chunk of no, the squad no, it's, is... It's like a full, a full strength. Yeah, I think we're going to see, uh, what's his name, Imhoff play for Argentina for the first time in a long time. And he's been like one yeah. of the best players in Europe for like the last five years. Yeah, and I think... Um, is it me? Yeah, Miotti is going to be debuting at 10 at some point now as well. Nice. Yeah, so that should be fun. Well, let's hope it's at least competitive on the weekend, if not an Argentine win. Oh, that'd be. Who is it? Argentina versus? Argentina, New, New Zealand. Zealand. In Australia, I in think. In Australia, so yeah. Yeah, it's all in Australia. There's no. It's, no that's, that's, um, that's some spice. Yeah. yeah. I think the locals will be supporting Argentina too. I think so. Yeah, I think Argentina I will be. be I think uh, as South Africans, we should support Argentina, our our con- our conference colleagues. Yeah. Yeah. They, that they sounds good. I mean, yeah. So let's see. So from a spicy fixture next weekend to a really shit f- fixture this weekend that just passed, uh, Sharks versus Cheetahs in Durban. Oh, I I forgot how bad this match was. I stopped watching. Really I, I, I stopped watching at halftime. I was like, no, I've got better shit to do with my day. It, it had like potential. It started, it started with a really like the ball was in play for like three minutes at the start. There mm. was some good, but just nothing was just going to hand. They weren't putting anything together. It was stop start. It was, oh. I'm looking at the yeah. key events column quickly on Rugby Pass just so I can so I can keep track. Kickoff. And then when? What time do you think the next bullet is? I don't know. Thirty-three minutes. Penalty goal. Kerwin Bosch. But because uh, I think Ben said on the group, like it, it had actually been like quite an exciting first ten or fifteen minutes, just like without any points. Mm. But it just got worse after that. It's like they were almost trying too hard because yeah. they nothing was working at the beginning, and, and then, then cheat the cheaters especially because obviously they, I think the more exciting team sort of more naturally but yeah. they were trying things and they just like uh, Speckman dropped the ball every time he got it and people were passing in front and behind and yeah, it just wasn't to going to hand nicely 
Oh, God. Uh, it was so frustrating, especially as wanting the cheetahs to win, like watching these things, like they were doing some of the good things and then the last pass would always just fall. Yeah. So frustrating. And um, yeah. But also, like, I feel, because, you know, they talk about, like, the right to go wide or whatever. Yeah. But did both teams were trying to, because I think both teams had turned down, like, four or five shots at goal before they yeah. just started realizing, okay. You know, mm -hmm. and then effort, you know, once you have points on the board, everything becomes a bit, you, breathe you know, a kind bit. of set. Yeah. If, you know, if you look up at 30 minutes and you still got zero, like, you start to panic. Yeah. And your wings will try to run of, stupid like, lines. Yeah, because they didn't, they didn't, you know, follow the process. You know, you kick your first three or four penalties, then you start thinking about going for the touch line, start, you know, like, mm. they yeah. didn't affect the game. Yeah. I think the cheetahs were probably quite heavily affected by not having played, or they had like two buyers effectively, yeah. and they also lost. They also lost uh, three or four like important players, you know, like Jasper Visa, and Altstein, um, Altstein Camp, and a couple of others. Yeah, and like they're missing like the like Franz Stein pulled out late. Yeah, and obviously Ron Pinazzi. Yeah, also that. Yeah, so the, like a lot of the. A lot of their stability, even not even their good players, but like a lot of their stability, like their the spine core. in the back line. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's their 8, 9, 12. Yeah, mm, exactly. Yeah. yeah, what if someone like Franz Stein was playing, he would have just settled them all down a bit. Yeah, yeah. old man Franz. Fuck, I still can't remember. I still don't picture him as old man Franz Stein. <laughs> as a senior head in a squad. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, let's move on from that game. I don't think there's less. There's le the less said, the better. And first game on Saturday was at our home stadium, Tafalaga Stadium. And yeah, yeah it saw the saw the Greek was sorry Kings. Greek was eaten alive by the Stormers. Sadly, six thirty nine. Fuck, I didn't. Uh, at yeah. this point, I was batting zero on Superbrew. <laughs> I, 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 I zeroed Superbrew this, this, this oh, I got the last one right. I three. got the last Great. one right I, ah. I, smashed, I smashed my premiership Superbrew where I essentially just guessed but I have to do it for the office yeah. like I think I got what, what's premiership Superbrew out of 9 or whatever Jeez, oh. and that's a lot harder I think than rugby because there's draws yeah. and easier yeah, upsets I, I, are easier I think, I, think I, got, I think I got 7 out of 9 and I got like 4 exact results oh wow, wow. nice <laughs> Getting zero out of three for Super Rugby. Nice. <laughs> what, I, what, I, what I appreciate is that I'm speaking to two gentlemen who pick. I honestly, I I think I could probably just name 10, 11 players in the entire Premiership. Ben's lying. After this, he's going to his Premier League pod. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's actually like one of the pundits on like the official like Barclays fucking <laughs> Premier League. <pod. laughs> Um, yeah, so at least I'm at least I'm in good company because I know at least then you guys backed the cheaters and the Griquas as well. Yeah. And and for people who backed the Griquas, I think this was another horrible game to watch just because they were so bad. Like they, this was their worst game of the season, despite I think being smashed by the Lions and yeah. losing their previous games. Because at least against the Lions, they had some sort of attack, attacking endeavor and they scored some nice tries. Yeah. In this match, there was just nothing. I don't know who their best player was. There was nothing to write home about. No, there really wasn't. Yeah, no, it sucks for them. But it's okay. Good luck for th good news for them though. I think it's Sharks and Kimberley next weekend. So I'm. St 
definitely think, back in Greek West. I'm, I'm super definitely, yeah, because the Sharks have, <laughs> I think the Sharks have the worst of the franchises um, averages in Kimberley. Nice. Okay. So I think it's worth like it's it's almost the numbers game to pick the pick the Greek was to win this one. <laughs> to be fair to the Stormers in this game, they were they were pretty good, and some players, you know, actually I think especially yeah. Warwick Lant was really good at fullback, yeah. and like every nice. time he got the ball, he sort of looked like he was going to make something happen. He mm. was is, really is exciting. It just, is it just me or is Lant becoming the player we expected Valencia to become? What do you mean a competent fullback? Well, yeah, but even when he takes the ball at first receiver, like he's so yeah. he's so purposeful. Yeah, true. Yeah, and the thing is, I think he has sort of shifted. Like he, when he first came through, he was sort of more just raw, like pace, young, exciting. But he's he's definitely developing like more of an all-round game, and he doesn't quite have, I think, as much pace as he used to. But yeah, he's. I think that makes sense like becoming a player that you maybe thought Valencia was in terms of having really good kicking game but also good distributing running like everything and he's doing mm. it all well and then yeah, Valencia he, he got a try he, this weekend but he was still just not very good to be honest yeah yeah like, like Valencia's showing that this sort of glorified curry cup is about his level at the moment which sucks for Valencia because he remember how much heat he was in his first season yeah like, I mean he was still he, he won a world cup medal that's you know how highly He's rated. He got called yeah. up when uh, JC Krill got injured. Yeah. And then. And he uh, played for the Saracens, I think, for a couple of months even. So. Yeah. yeah. Lockdown just sucked for him clearly. <laughs> yeah. Because he wasn't. Oh no, he actually wasn't performing that well in Super Rugby Main either. Yeah. Um, one other guy from this game who, I think, every time he gets the ball, he, and he always makes good runs and things, especially for a prop, is Neathling for sure. Yes. So like, uh, this is his uh, second try of the tournament, and like yeah. every game, he just you notice him because he's trying. Like he, ma- I think he makes the sort of good angles from instead of just getting and running straight. So he's always like trying to. I'm gonna be honest. I had him. You know, he was on my short list to buy him this week, this last weekend when I saw him starting, but I just didn't have yeah, the trades well, to make it work. Me too, and I didn't do it. So. <laughs> yeah, I think you and I both just bombed like two-thirds of our normal score yeah, yeah. let's not um, talk about Ben at the bottom of the logic <laughs> and the well, one other guy from this I, game I, I, think I, don't, good. I, I don't know why I, I actually run this league for you guys so you can just dick me I, <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy yeah. it you just enjoy the admin part clearly yeah, he just no, loves, just, loves the I'm, spreadsheet I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop, I'm stop managing I'm just gonna like it disappoints me the amount of guys who just can't use Excel. Like, come on, guys, it's not that hard. <laughs> exactly. Jesus Christ! I just saw the update now on the on the graph. <laughs> just checking, checking Mitch's like curve. It's like a ski well, well, jump. Mitch, Mitch beat everyone by like 130 points this week. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but with it, with the bold strategy of just picking stormers, all the stormers. This yeah, was the no. first time that anyone score like approached. In- Anywhere near our New Zealand levels, I think, because normally it's so far behind. Yeah. Oh, who's... Uh, we, we didn't talk about Will Jordan's lackluster debut. Well, I, I still don't know if he actually came on the field, because at one point I saw like they're like, Will Jordan on, and then they were like, Will Jordan off for Damien McKenzie. Yeah, I didn't see him, but I, I heard he came on too. So that, would, that will be a super disappointing debut. 
But even for um, Akira, because it was his debut and he was forced off because of the red card. Yeah, so yes. So that's also, also like a sucky way to debut. Yeah. Yeah, shame. Because yeah, he's he lost out because yeah. Now that I think that's the worst debut, like just going off like that. Oh, like Akira's one. Yeah. Yeah, he was playing quite well. Because well. yeah, he, that's the thing. He didn't look bad at all. Yeah, but I guess Sam Kane's not coming off. Um, mm. Sam Kane almost did go off, <laughs> to be fair. That fucking little squabble he had with Slipper. Yeah. Could have easily been at least a yellow, if not yeah. red. I wonder if Sam Kane at the moment is probably the least successful All Black captain ever. <laughs> <laughs> Just win percentage wise. He's got a loss and oh, a draw. He's 50% win percentage. Like, pathetic. Perfect. Worst fucking cap. We should start pushing that narrative online, Ben. No, I don't know. Like, I don't... No, oh, like, no, it's Adam. Adam. It's Adam who hates him. Adam was most of the one who came on here. He's like, I want to shit all over Sam Kane. Man who's, like, 25 for 25 tackles that weekend. No, no, like, I wanted to shit on... Because I, I, I don't think he's best at his position, but he's kind of proved he is. He's like... It's almost like a then, Matt Todd-esque. You're just like I don't know why he's there. I don't know why he's there. I don't know why he's there. But then, like you look at you look at like stats and you're like, oh, that's why he's there. Yeah, no, but it just it, it pisses me off how early they announced it. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that I think that was my main sort of. Did they even actually did they call it before they named a new coach? Yeah. Um. No, I think Foster called it. Foster, I think it was like, Foster, like they announced Foster and Foster like announced the next day oh my captain's going to be I think that's a part of the reason why you hated it then it was Foster who did it yeah I think it was in that order I might be wrong I'm gonna hear it so just according according to these official like uh, match notes Jordan came on on this in the 64th minute and then came off in the 69th minute so that's five minutes and I oh. didn't see him once but who did he? But how did McKenzie come on for him? So he obviously tweaked something or something. He's just probably injured. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it was a head knock if they were allowed to bring McKenzie. Yeah, because if no, they're allowed to bring McKenzie. Or uh, oh wait, McKenzie. but McKen no, McKenzie was on the bench. Yeah, yeah, McKenzie on was on the bench. He oh. came. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. McKenzie came. Um, Why would you have Jordan and McKenzie on the bench? <laughs> he came on for someone. He came on for like the center or someone, didn't he? Yeah, so Jordan. Jordan came. Jordan came on for Laomape. So yeah, that's what I thought. It I was think, a weird call in already. I think Rico would have shifted the center yeah. and Jordan onto the wing. Something. Yeah. Who was? Who, who knows with these coaches? Like that's the thing. That lineup, that back line. I think at one point I just couldn't work out because yeah, Rico would have shifted in Jordan because then McKenzie came on. And then who was at fifteen? Jordy. Jordy. So Jordy would have had to shift to wing and Mackenzie would have shifted to fullback because I don't see Mackenzie covering 14. Yeah. Like, can you imagine Korobiti? Well, we did see it, I think. I think Korobiti ran over Mackenzie at one yeah. point. Yeah, look, he doesn't tackle like Colby. <laughs> Tackles like four and a half penguins, not five. Yeah, I'm missing that last penguin. Yeah, half that penguin. Well, yeah, it's gummy knee. He's got one, like, dead penguin, basically. Yeah, and just <laughs> drags a penguin behind him. Yeah. Okay. Um. Also, yeah, because because like it will take a penguin to drag a penguin effectively. So effectively, Dave McKenzie's only three penguins. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, no. That's that's not an effective. That's not a functional amount of penguins. Nah, no, that sounds not. like a disaster. Definitely not. Um, let's see. Last game quickly. Lions taking on Bulls at Ellis Park. Let's call it. Um, yeah. So the Lions. So this is where you guys got your. 0 for 3 as, as both die-hard die Lions fans, whereas myself and noted pod Bulls fan Adam both called the Bulls to win this one. Yep. <laughs> to be yeah, fair uh, to yeah, I, I prescribe for double happiness. I kind of knew the Lions were going to lose. I'm happy with the way the Lions played, to be honest. I think yeah. they stood up well. And... So I, I get yeah. more irritated because I before the match I didn't have that much expectation so I was like okay you know but then they played I feel like they played well enough to win but then didn't oh. quite finish it off you know so I even though my expectations were quite low when when they actually did what I thought was just about enough to win but couldn't quite finish it then I got more frustrated whereas you know if they just played badly then I'd be like well you know they were just playing badly again but they sort of got my hopes up a bit you know. Hmm. Yeah, they could false expectations. <laughs> but that's they were still they, they were still pretty shit actually. Uh-huh. Like other than Similani's try, they were actually still pretty like the lineouts, I think the scrums were the only good thing and even those I wasn't sure about some of the ref calls. But uh just like by by results the line the scrums went really well. But the lineouts were so bad I think uh Fitsaki must have missed like five five lineouts. Oh, and that's man. that that's just so frustrating to watch. I'm just like fuck. You know, win a penalty, go for the corner, miss the line out, and I have to start again. Yeah. Oh, no fair. Ben, anything you want to add from your corner? Uh, no, like I was. It was frustrating, but supporting the Lions is frustrating. You know, if you want, <laughs> if you want an easy life, go support the Crusaders. So. As long as you don't support Canterbury, I think they gave everyone stomach ulcers last week, and this week it's leveling off a little bit. Yeah, well, they did well. Yeah. They beat Tasman. They've still got Wellington? They've still got to to play Auckland. Auckland, yeah, sorry. But either way, the the other options, Wellington gets relegated. Yeah. Also pretty prominent. But but it's it's also close. Even the teams above them can finish last. And I think the the two teams above them are playing each other. So if Wellington and Canterbury win, then one of the other two will finish last. Oh, fuck. That sucks. It's That's... like a Bay of Plenty against North Harbour, I think. Oh, oh! I saw a try from the Bay of Plenty this weekend. It was quite good. Yeah, they have some good players. Yeah. Did you see who does Josh Ioni play for? Um, Targo. Yeah, Targo. Uh, I heard it. I didn't actually see it. I haven't seen. Oh my heard. god! He, like he. He was. He took like two or three penalty attempts, and literally none of them went higher than the than the upright. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Then he, then he kicked one like that came off at like a ninety degree angle into touch. Then he tried to kick a like a penalty kick into touch and he missed touch, but not like, you know, just like he missed touch like over the fucking dead ball, like it was a trap shot. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I th- a target like your sort of team, I think, Ben. Just like so frustrating. Last week they oh, yeah. um they beat they comprehensively beat. Uh, Canterbury and like they made it look like they were a really good team and then this week they go to like Southland are traditionally the worst team by some distance and their Otago is big like rivals yeah but Dixon, they... Dixon's playing <laughs> for Southland hey uh Dixon Ash Dixon plays for Hawks Bay I think Hawks Bay ah okay thought he was done that end of the world 
Yeah. No mind then. <laughs> but um, back to the Lions game. Yeah, I think the because if I look at the Bulls team, like um, like Stedman Hunt scored a try, which He's... like an intercept try. Yeah, his try was scary. I saw that. Uh, they they scored a try much. from a rolling mall and. Like, the, yeah, just feel, felt like they didn't really do much. Like, none of their players for me, like, really stood out. Yeah, but and I, they just I thought were... the Bulls scored, like, every chance they got to score. And the Lions... Missed a lot, m- yeah. Missed a lot of chances. Mm. Maybe. No, but that's what you get for having Elton Yankees versus Mornay Stain, Ben. <laughs> or Mornay Carter, sorry. Let's call him by his original name. Are you saying that Mornay Stain is clinical? Look, at his age, he's definitely earned a <laughs> surgery degree, so yeah, I'd argue he's clinical. <laughs> uh, ben, also, I won't splice Metallica's Ride the Lightning in this week. <laughs> I'm not, like, like, splice what you want, I don't care, but I'm not sure why you spliced it. Well, what match was what, did I splice it in before? The one that was called off for Lightning. And it was Metallica's Ride oh, the Lightning. Okay, sorry, I don't think I know enough about music, too. No, fair enough. I realized my mu- just from our lockdown quizzes, my music knowledge is also really bad. Like old, Look, old I music, mean, I just, I'm terrible at. I miss out on a lot of those, but it's like, okay, cool. I'll just play it in my niche area. Yeah. Like I think Ant and I have an overlap. Overlap. The, the amount the amount of pub quizzes we have become undo- we are get undone on music round is like. Yeah. Yeah, we like, like, like if, if Hub Quizzes didn't have music, I'd just be one of those oaks who just went to like 30 of them every week. You know, just like <laughs> follow the Pub Quiz circuit around. No, yeah, just is, every day. You just got to build a team, basically, Ben. Like, you're the sports guy, someone else is the GR guy, someone else is yeah, the but music. Then, but the problem is then, like, you got to all commit to like a Thursday or whatever, which is hard. And also, the problem with being the sports guy is you're like, yeah, you know, I've got this rugby, football, golf, even, that's fine. Like, and then they make the yeah, sports exactly. round is they fucking tennis. It's like extreme sports, and they only ask you, you know, like sports you've never heard of before. Do, 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 you, want to, do you want to hear about a, a, a glorious pub quiz moment I had? Go for it. So we'd, um, we, we tied, tied for first place with this team, and they're like, no, we're going to have a tiebreaker. So it's like one guy from each team goes up and they ask a question. And the question was, uh, how long is the Great Wall of China? So I knew it was like 8,000 kilometers or somewhere around there. But the other guy went first and he was like, no, uh, 4,000 kilometers. And I say, okay, 4,001 kilometers. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking price is right, Ben, over here. (laughs) Just to fuck with him because I knew, like, I knew it was definitely... He was like a, a like you know one of these oaks who take it far too seriously. Yeah. yeah. You you get them everywhere. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, they so, like boo the quiz master and stuff. And... Oh, is it one of those like is it one of those that after the fact goes up with like four different Google tabs open, like disputing question answers? Yeah, no, like literally those are like exact things. And I think it was just me and my two brothers, like, well, my older brother doesn't drink, but me and my younger brother put back like 10 beers between us as well. So like we are, we are quite rowdy, but like positively rowdy. Nice. Positively rowdy. 
No, but then it was good because actually our, our prize was we got like a voucher which just like cleared our tab. So we we're like, oh, yes, awesome. I know that. Yeah. No, but don't, is it, didn't they give you that one I've been before where you win the voucher and they're like, yeah, but it's not redeemable tonight. No, like uh, Oblivion in Cape Town does that. Oblivion has a really good pub quiz, Matt. I don't know if you've been to it. Uh, not yet. No, I don't know, actually. They're probably, I've been they're locked down, Ben. I've been locked down the entire time I've been in Cape Town. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to I used to go to that one a lot. I haven't been in years. I used to go almost every week. That's no, a good one. Because it's, it's Trivial Pursuit categories, which I think is oh, the best way to do nice. it. Because yeah. as soon as you kind of get like Oaks, you know, as soon as people try to go their own way, they just fuck it up. We had, I had one just before in, back in George. We were, drove through to Wilderness, a little town next door. And they're like, cool, first round of the quiz. Like, wilderness, fun wilderness facts. Like, what was the name of the farm that the town was originally settled on and shit like that? <laughs> so you have to be a local. And you're like, what the fuck? Not like, even the retirees who like came from the bowls club to the pub quiz were like, what the fuck are these questions? <laughs> we had a we had a we had a lockdown one, and so it was with all my mates from uni, like the guys I wasn't raised with and stuff. Yeah. And like the first twenty, I made it, and the first twenty questions were all like shit we did in res. Oh, and like a lot of guys had brought had brought like their girlfriends and their wives and stuff. And these people were like, what what the fuck? Like this makes no sense. And they were just hosing, but everyone got like twenty out of twenty, nineteen out section. of twenty sort of things on this round, yeah. Oh, just nice. to, like kindle some memories and shit. Oh, nice. I think let's are we going if Adam has to see how long this recording's gone on for, he might shit himself. <laughs> yeah, so, that's not so rugby. Have, 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 have we not finished? I think we have covered the end, so that's what I'm saying. I think we can call it <laughs> okay, okay, call it there. Um let's say uh, I was gonna mention Autumn Nation Cup seven youngsters to look for, but fuck that. Um they playing next week. There was a Georgian on that list. I was super jazzed about that. Georgia won the election for the US, so they should be included in the Six Nations. I saw that tweet. That was great. That was so good. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, let's say goodbye. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Find us on Facebook. I think in the last week it has gotten a little better. I feel like there have been fewer ads for podcasts. Is that you, Ben? Or is it no. just natural? Maybe it's natural. Maybe people do listen to the pod. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So Ben, thanks for joining me. Sure. And Phil, thanks, thanks for, for having me on. Phil, thanks for being yeah. around. Of course. Thanks for having me. Cool, cool. And cheers, everyone. Bye.